0: Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Alright, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and he never lets us down. Delivers the goods every single Friday, always calling in, just in the nick of time. It's Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Duff McKagan's Joke of the Week. (laughs) Hi, Chris Jericho. It's Jeff McKagan calling you. I'm, uh, it's morning time here in Tallinn, Estonia, one of the most invaded countries over the last thousand years. Uh, but Tallinn's beautiful, sunny. I'm on the Baltic Sea. You can take a ferry to uh, Helsinki, two-hour ferry. ride. Uh, I don't know if I told you, but I quit my job as a triangle player in a reggae band. Yeah, it was just one ting after another. Thank you it's <laughs> one thing after another man that's great uh duff calling in jokes from the middle of a guns and roses sold out european summer tour keeping us laughing and rocking all summer long love him like a brother thank you duff and speaking of rocking John Five from Rob Zombie, formerly of Marilyn Manson, is ready to rock talk as Jericho with awesome stories about writing and recording with David Lee Roth, touring with Manson, playing with Rob Zombie, playing with Rob Halford, and how he amassed such a killer collection of kiss memorabilia, which he's sharing on Instagram. Knights in Satan's Service. That's Knights with a K, like Knights of the Round Table. We talk about some of the stuff he has. We talk about the first time he ever made Gene Simmons. What it was like growing up in Detroit, Rock City. He's currently on the road with uh, Rob Zombie, touring with Marilyn Manson. But he's here. John 5 comes alive. On Talk is Jericho. And if you listen closely, you might hear a little something-something about the upcoming new Rob Zombie studio album that they just finished recording. It's supposed to come out early next year. John 5 on his way, and so is Fozzy's summer tour. We're headed to Europe next week at the Pheasant Festival in Hungary on July 26th. July 27th in Prague, the Czech Republic at the Futurum. That's a Fozzy headlining gig. If you're in the Czech Republic area and you've never seen Fozzy, here's your chance. Uh, July 28th, the Rock of Ages Festival in Sebron, Germany. Uh, the 29th is Zurich, Switzerland at Verk 21, uh, 31st Rock Planet in Penarella di Serbia, Italy, uh, August 1st in Slovenia, August 3rd, the Wacken Festival in Wacken, Germany, the 4th is Berlin, the 5th is Bochum, the 7th is Aschaffenburg, Germany, that one's sold out, the 9th is Le Endes de Rock Festival in Alicante, Spain. The 11th, the Alcatraz Festival in Belgium. Get there early. We're going on first. And the 12th, the big return to the main stage at Bloodstock in Derbyshire, England. And uh, then, of course, we come back to the States for the start of the Judas Rising Tour. Friday, August 24th in Atlanta, Georgia at the classic famous Smith's Old Bar. We're going to be with uh, Adelita's Way. The Stir, Stone Broken. Fozzyrock.com has all ticket information. And it's the place to buy tickets to Fozzy's VIP meet and greets. We do a mini concert just for you. Songs that you're not going to hear uh, later on that night. We take pictures. We meet and greet you. So come hang out with us before the show uh, at one of the best VIP meet and greets in the business. The 26th, Huntsville, Alabama, August 29th, Clarksville, Tennessee. Take the last 10 to Clarksville. 31st, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, so many more dates. You can check those out at fozzyrock.com. Go look for that and look for all of the uh, VIP and ticket info. And uh, look no further. John 5 comes alive. right here on Talk is Jericho. Okay, so uh, here at the uh, world-famous iconic Whiskey-A-Go-Go, we've played it many times, and so has uh, John Five here. Um, And it's funny, because we're just jumping right into this. We were talking yesterday, Eddie Trunk had his top 20 uh, Kiss songs of all time, and he was doing it on the radio, or two days ago, whatever. He said he had me call in. At the very end of it, there was a couple voices, and you never know who's on the radio and who's not. And I hear a guy go, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you next on the other day. And I was like, John, is this you? Yeah. And so yeah. were you actually on in studio?
1: Yeah, I, I was on the phone. And, um, you know, I usually sit in for the whole show. And uh, it was uh, for his whole for, what, for his show, for his that whole episode. You know, that whole show. It was like two hours. Does he usually like that. do that? Um, or, or is it his daily show or which one what did we do well no we did the his daily show but he I just stayed on for the whole kiss gotcha. countdown
0: okay so he know.
1: he does a kiss countdown show quite often then no that was his first
0: one okay gotcha
1: yeah gotcha. so it was first one he did was uh, Aerosmith top 20 okay and now he did kiss and I had to uh, be involved just like <laughs> you and Corey Taylor and uh, you know, yeah everybody else it was great though a lot I, of fun
0: now um did you know your kiss top 20
1: I know I I have it but I know my number one my number one was was strange was uh, going blind I love going blind interesting yeah, okay. ri- like such a well written song it's like like anybody that covers that song people would be like oh my god what a beautiful song because it's got such a great melody and chord changes and everything
0: you know what's funny is i just watched that unplugged kiss unplugged and i emailed gene um this was in 96 the height of grunge yeah and you pull out this song from 74 75 that's a grunge song yeah so kiss created grunge as well yeah, it's a very grungy song. You could hear like the Lemonheads or you yeah. know whoever was hot at the time doing that song. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. going blind. What else did you have on
1: it? Um, God, I had uh, Almost Human. That's a cool song. That's a great funky song. man. I had, geez, hundred thousand years. Oh, I had Torpedo Girl off uh, that's an obscure one yeah unmasked i'd love and yours your list was different from everybody's <laughs> list well i knew that it would be because um first of
0: all eddie and scotty and, and portnoy and all those guys always bust me because i am a fan of those bands from the era that i came in so for me i love 80s rush i love 80s kiss you know and and a lot of times people bag on me for it, and I don't give a shit because that was where I jumped on the bandwagon. When did yeah. you jump on the bandwagon? Um so I was a huge Beatles fanatic and yeah. and and in in not even like my preteens, I just fell into it and I knew everything I had all the books, all the yeah. albums. but the two guys that I used to play Dungeons and Dragons with were big kiss fans, okay? So finally I gave Kiss a chance. Oh we are saying <laughs> was uh was when uh, Heaven's on Fire came out. Yeah. And okay. I saw so Paul were, Stanley, yeah. yeah. And so I saw Paul Stanley jump through the hoop of fire, fire Yeah, and I was like that's the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome. So that's when I got into it. Yeah, so So your first time seeing Kiss which was when?
1: Uh Animalize tour okay. 1984 early 1985. Yeah. How about you? I saw... I See, I came in... I was a fan. My first album was Love Gun when they, you know, when Love Gun came out, but I was too young to see him, so my first time seeing him was Lick It Up. So you must... Yeah, I think we're pretty much the same age, yeah. so you
0: were probably like just a little kid when you got
1: into Love Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. really, really young, but I was so into it. So your your first time was Lick It Up then? That, my, that was my first time was seeing the Lick It Up tour, and I think it was... Vandenberg. Now I could be wrong, but Vandenberg and uh Queensryche. It was I don't know if Queensryche was on Animalized or if it was That seems
0: a little early for Queens I could look it, it was up as 83. Really early. Album. Oh wow.
1: Really Where did early you grow up? In Detroit. Okay, so that's the, yeah. the, the the mecca for Kiss too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Kiss was so big in Detroit. It was it was a strange thing. It was like a uh, you know, Detroit was all about Kiss. Back then, in the seventies, it was it was crazy everywhere. Because even
0: like, um, there's a famous gig from from Animalize, the uncensored gig, the MTV gig. Yeah, I, I, I watched that gig probably, I'd say six to eight times a year. It's my favorite show
1: of now, all. Now is that the Detroit one? Detroit one. Okay, what year was that? Eighty four. Okay, eighty four. Yeah. Now let's see. I don't know. It was that, you might not know that. Was this on MTV? Yes. Okay. It was Bruce Kulick's first gig with the band on MTV. Okay. So check this out. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that
0: show. You were? Yeah. So this is hilarious. So how old are you now? I'm 47. So you were the same age. So you were 13 yeah. years old, maybe 14.
1: I think that might have been early 85 when they did that so show. I made this sign that said, Kiss Rock Detroit. Uh-huh. And it made it up on stage so you can see my sign on stage. Does he hold it up? (laughs) I don't know if he holds (laughs) it up. I don't remember. But I know it's laying there on the stage. And I was like, there's my sign. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know, I
0: know there's signs thrown up because, like I said, I, that, I've watched that gig so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know there's signs on stage. Right. There's Even they hold one up at some
1: point. Yeah, it's but, at the end. It, but isn't that funny? It's funny. And they, it's funny. that's
0: so funny because yeah. they play everything so fast. <laughs> I know. I asked, And maybe they were in a rush or something. They had to get somewhere. I asked Paul about it. And he said, well, Gene thought, of course, he throws Gene under the bus. He said, Gene thought uh, everything was faster than So we needed more punchy and quicker songs. Yeah. And if you listen to Lick It Up, the tempo is like... Yeah. It's so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul goes, all I remember is it was way too fast and I was spinning around like a whirling dervish. Oh, my God. Because that's all God, he did. That's amazing. That's, so is Kiss one of the reasons why? I mean, obviously, you, you play with Rob Zombie and you have for years. And part of Rob's shtick is the character and the makeup. Does that come from your love from Kiss?
1: Uh, yeah, Obviously, yeah. Like, I just loved when people were... I just love to be entertained. Even when a kid, yes. I just loved when there was a big, big production, and seeing that as a kid, like the, you know, it was it was Kiss, and my sisters were into Elton John and all that stuff. But everything larger than life, you know, good song sure. too, um, everything, and that was what it was about for me, you know. But yeah, when I when I was in Manson and I was doing the makeup, and now you know, was zombie, and we have the. You know, the huge show. I'm like, this is what it was like. It's a you know? modern day kiss yeah. almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really, really cool. And, you know, we just opened up for him in uh, the Chicago. Open air. Open air. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was rad. You know, we went on right before him and it was just so cool. I got a really cool, uh, you know, like you, like we know the guys so well, but it's it's different when you're like walking from the stage with paul and you guys both are in your get-ups you know wow good yeah, point yeah. yeah and it's strange you know you both
0: You're... got your your battle armor on yeah
1: yeah i think i have a picture of that i'll show you it's really weird like someone just snapped a picture of us walking you know there's
0: something to be said too like we did the kiss cruise a couple years ago how is that did you get motion sickness i didn't no it was fine i mean there's some dramamine stuff you can take there's actually a little wrist yeah. band you can wear there's a ball in it that yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It eliminates it for you but our drummer frank is a huge kiss fan but from 70s only like he was like like yeah. like you found them early and <laughs> you know you meet paul and Gene when they got their, their normal street clothes on it's cool but dude when they walk in that room yeah with the gear and the shoes the, the boots. Right, Frank was just staring at like I he he looks literally looked like a like a seven year old kid. Yeah, you know, and you see them come in. That nothing can beat that feeling of like it's kiss, like the monstrous kiss.
1: That's what was weird for me. It was the uh, the reunion, or you know, when they first got back together. And uh, I was in Connecticut. No, I was in New York doing a show, and they were in Connecticut. And I was like, well. We had a day off and so i drove to connecticut with my friend and you know they all knew i was coming and i was like all right all right all you gotta do is just i remember doc going hurry hurry you know you're late you know just go through that curtain and it was like a little black curtain and i didn't know where i was going and i um went through the curtain and it was just those guys just the four of them all made up getting ready to go on stage and i was like oh my god and i have a picture of that too it's so weird (laughs) and they're all like messing with me and stuff And then they were on stage and did shout it out loud. And that was the first time I ever saw him with makeup. So it was like such a strange, time surreal it's like seeing like superman or spider-man he's like right there and then he jumps on a building or something (laughs) you're like oh my god this is so
0: weird have you had that experience with anybody else that you were a fan of when you were a kid where you get like this moment
1: of Mm, peer you know not only one time i was uh doing this this is a real metal thing to talk about but i was uh with katie lang and we were doing this show for vh1 you played with katie lang no kidding yeah wow yeah all you can eat tour yeah and <laughs> all um, you can eat tour <laughs> and uh we were you know doing the show and prince was on the show and he was walking through the hall and i remember it was just it was like i was like whoa that's pretty that's pretty amazing little know? guy right yeah but so powerful yeah you know, like just like that was the only other time I was like, oh, my God, like just blown back. I
0: yeah. did Good Morning America once. And as I got on the elevator, Tom Cruise got on.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: you know, with the entourage and stuff. Sure. And, and I didn't say anything, but just the aura. Yeah. Like you look like, holy fuck, that's Tom Cruise. Like right. he's real. Yeah. He's yeah, a real yeah. guy. Yeah, that's you right. You know, and like you said, like when you see those type of people, it doesn't matter how much fame you have. It's still like. Whew, I mean that's
1: beyond yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's, it's... so tell me about I didn't know you played with Katie Lang yeah I um my let's see how to jeez there was a lap steel player named Greg oh my god I cannot I I, I, I can't believe I cannot remember his name but his name's Greg and he plays with everybody you know lap steel player and they were auditioning guitar players and there was like a zillion guitar players And i was like well what am i gonna do to get this gig and i said i know i'll learn every single song like on her new record and and her previous on her big record and i'll learn everything it was a lot of open tunings and country picking and stuff like that and uh i went in there and i knew everything and i got the gig and you know i was nobody and we were playing three nights at you know uh, Radio City and private planes and all this stuff. My and, goodness, I didn't realize it, she was that huge. Yeah, Madonna is hanging out. Yeah, this was in '96, maybe. So was that kind of one of your first big gigs? Yeah, '96, '97. Wow. Yeah, it's
0: interesting when, when you have that because you know the, the the those type of people have like just amazing musicians yeah, that you never realize. Best. you yeah. know, you get like the Greg
1: Lees. Yeah, Greg Lee. There so you go. Bingo. <laughs> Shout out to Greg. Yeah.
0: I remember I went uh, to sir Live one time, and the band was uh, not the band. The Rihanna, Rihanna was, and, yeah. and in disguise almost in the back playing guitar yeah. was Nuno Bittencourt. Oh yeah. And that's I was like, right. oh my gosh, that's
1: Nuno. She's yeah. oh, yeah, you know, like
0: you type of get like those type of people like having the killers with sure. them on stage. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's
1: it's very important, and I've never seen. You know, musicianship like this, because I love musicianship. It's just, there was this guy named Larry Campbell that came on and <laughs> it's so inspiring still today. He played fiddle, uh, pedal steel, guitar, banjo, mandolin, and he played it unbelievable. So he was always practicing. He was in the bathroom or he was in the bathroom of the bus. Or he was, and he was always playing. But he was such a phenomenal musician, and the you know, because I play all the time. But the dedication to do that with like five or six different mm-hmm. instruments, you know,
0: you realize that you know you're a hot shot, but there's guys that are assassins. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. Yeah. It's like wow, you know, it's it's uh, you know, he was like, hey, how do you do that? Because I am coming from a metal background too, and he's never seen like something like that. And so we really hit it off because I was getting so many things that. You know the metal guys don't see mm-hmm. you know so it was really it was a wonderful experience and then after the katie lang thing i joined like Marilyn Manson or something. I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Where's the masseuse? You guys don't have a plane? Where's Come Madonna? On, dude. It's like
0: you know. <laughs> you know, I, I saw and just to, to finish up, and I saw Springsteen. Um, it was one of those like I'd never seen Springsteen. Can I take my shoes off, too? Please do. It's, it's comfortable. We, we run a comfortable ship here on Talkies Jericho <laughs> with some very cool shoes and cool socks as well. Um, but but uh, you know, I, I went through this phase. Actually, not phase. I'm going through this. I made a deal with myself. I wanted to see as many, you know, Hall of Fame classic musicians and bands as I could. Yeah. Even like, I'm not a huge Springsteen fan, but he came to town. I need to see Springsteen. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, of course. And Did you know, it? I went. Oh yeah. Oh, it ahead. was you know three hours. I knew three songs, but it was one of the best shows in have right, seen. Right, right, right. But in the middle of it. Randomly, unbeknownst to me, Tom Morello was on guitar for that yeah, tour. that's right. And they did a song. I think it was The Ghost <laughs> of Tom Jodham. I and there was a bunch of, you know, Springsteen dudes. Yeah. Like, you know, 50-year-old businessman. And when Tom started doing his shit, the yeah. soloing, that's right. these guys were like, Oh my God, that guy shreds, man. Yeah, they'd yeah, never yeah. seen
1: anything like it before. That's right. It was a great mix. Oh, it was so cool. He was telling me he had to learn like a zillion songs yeah. for that. Because Bruce will just call out He songs. calls them out. People had... Um, Cards like big uh, signs with song titles
0: on them. So he would go through the crowd and grab. his I'll grab this one. I'll grab that one. I'll grab this one. I'll grab that. So he had like five or six different signs with the song title on it. He turns around, shows Max Weinberg, the drummer, the sign. They count it off. Everybody follows Max. And if you don't know the song, you better learn it quick. And it was like that, dude, because there was there was songs I had never even heard. Like, Let's do a Poor Boy Kitchen Blues. It's like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah Poor Boy Kitchen Blues is from uh, his second record. Like, And they all
1: fall in, and they all have to know it. Yeah, that see, that would give me such anxiety, not not just to, like, know all these songs. But whenever I go on stage, I have to have everything right. Mm. Like, if I go and do a jam with somebody, I have to learn the solo exactly how it is. You know, right. it's just it's just who I am, and I just would never want to be. So that would give me anxiety. You have to have a lot of uh, uh, improv elements, and yeah, some guys don't like that or right. don't want that. Right, you know? right, right. But the chord changes and all that stuff, and I just like playing things just like the record. Yeah. And because I always give it, you know, they work so hard to record the song that way. Every note, you've made plenty of records. You every note you 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 think about and you go okay that's great you know so i i've always played songs just like the record mm-hmm. you know and and uh just to give it give the music respect in that
0: well way. and plus too you're coming in and playing like you talk about manson and then mm-hmm. and zombie as well a, a lot of those songs are, are, are songs that were made without you on guitar that's right and they're famous songs that people want to hear
1: and i play them exactly how they are and that's that,
0: respectful that's the way it should be Yeah. and
1: we just did um which is is coming out uh, you know i loved white zombie and there was an album called astro creep 2000 which was a phenomenal record we just did the whole record at chicago open air when we played again with the misfits or something in like its entirety yes and oh it's, wow cool. so i learned every little squeak and noise and everything and I just played it exactly how it was written because I love that record and I wanted to give it as much respect as possible, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. And and I think fans appreciate that, you know? Net Credit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or Lending Partner Banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. With you in your
1: career, and the,
0: the, besides Manson Zombies, you mentioned Katy Lang. Was there any other weird ones like Katy Lang? I know, I know. There's a Roth album which I want to talk yeah. about.
1: Uh, Ricky Martin, I did a record with. No him. kidding. Yeah, uh, Wilson Phillips. Um, wow. Let's see. Uh, I did some work with the Scorpions, Meatloaf. Um, you talking about writing or actually playing? Both. Yeah. Really? Uh, what Skin- Scorpions album did Skinnered, you play? On? uh, Hour One. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, Skinner too. Yeah, two Skinner records. Rod Stewart. You know, there's tons of. So, them.
0: so let me ask because you're, you're kind of one of the like the the quote unquote hot shots. We need a you know <laughs> we need a guy. So so how does it work when you come
1: into play with let's say Skinnerd? It was a strange situation. So I flew into Nashville, and it was I remember this because I love Skinnerd, and I only take gigs which I love the artists, and I know everything about them. Like oh I you know if they call out. You know, song three on you know nothing yeah. fancy. I'll know it. So, I I remember flying into uh, Nashville and it was freezing. I had this big black coat, fur coat on, huge, and I had no eyebrows, and I was a, a wreck. I was like, I look like just a complete lunatic. <laughs> so I walk into the uh, into the writing room, and you know, it's it's um. You know, throwing out ideas in a writing room, especially with those guys, it's like, you know, it's tough. And then now here comes me walking in there and they they literally thought it was a joke. Yeah, they were like, "Well, what's going on here?" You know, they 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 were like, they didn't understand what was happening. Nobody told them that you were coming in. Well, they knew, but they didn't know. They just thought like a normal guy was going to come in and just write, you <laughs> yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. they didn't want to say, "Oh, I'm from Marilyn Manson," because they. It would throw them off right so my publisher was like oh no he's a great writer and he did this and that and that and, and they were like okay great but if they were like Marilyn Manson, they would be like just sight unseen They'd sure go, of course they were like no so I walked in there and I said oh I'm John and blah 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 and then I could tell like they were kind of like whispering and like not like so I thought to myself I gotta do something so I just started playing some Chet Atkins And some Jerry Reed and all this stuff, and then they went nuts. They Mm -hmm. went absolutely nuts. And I ended up writing like six of the twelve songs on the record, and then a bunch of songs on the next record. That's an interesting thing. Like like you said, you came in there, and here you are with a big name. But these guys are looking at this freaky guy. So what do I got to do? I'll play some Atkins. Yeah, and that's that's how you just do it. You know, it's like. It's just the, the language of the music. You know? Yeah, sure. It's, it's it's just really, and we're still such great friends. We still, you know, talk. You know, all the
0: it, time. it's uh, D. Snyder. His biggest song was a Christmas song that he wrote that Celine Dion recorded. Oh, wow! And when they were pitching it, D. said, "Same thing you said. Don't say a word that D. Snyder from Twisted Sister wrote this song. Yeah, just say it's a song." right and if she finds out later she finds out later because if they
1: come out the guy from twisted sister wrote you this like, whatever yeah no no chance yeah right? that's right yeah. It's, it's funny because you you never know like dave dave roth was like oh maybe we should send some of these songs to this person or that person and i thought you know it would be wonderful because you know the songs me and dave Wright are really great tunes you know they're not just uh Van Halen type of type of songs or eat and smile but you know he'll write some unbelievable lyrics and his lyrics with Van Halen are so cool but they're so off the wall but he can write like a, a an amazing mm-hmm. like song you're just like whoa dude that's like really smart poetry great. yeah poetry really really great yeah. so um yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it worked you know for that situation. his his um lyrics on the last Van Halen record different kind of truth mm-hmm.
0: they're so good like yeah. there's double entendres and just the way he's writing all these different things and but let's talk about that you did the DLR record in 98 yeah. I believe it yeah, was yeah. and so I was uh, working with a wrestling company called WCW and this is when there's, there was not really internet and still record stores and I remember we were in Baton Rouge Louisiana and I was killing some time before the show at the record store and I walked in and lo and behold I see this CD of DLR, DLR. Yeah. I'm like what I had no idea like, like, yeah. metal edge never said anything about this yeah you know and then and then listen to it and it said you know john five on guitar uh, were you listening to john five john lowry john lowry that's right that's <laughs> right and that's where
1: you were i think when you were in Marilyn manson uh, no manson gave me the name john five and why did he give you the name john five because i was it's a biblical meaning in the bible and then i was the fifth member
0: Oh, okay. Biblical yeah. Five is a. It, it
1: was, there's a story in the Bible is John 5.
0: Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. But then just to see it, and then the initial track is called Slam Dunk. And if you guys are Roth fans and haven't heard it, go look it up. Yeah. It's a killer riff. Yeah, it's yeah. only about like two and a half minutes long, but it's all a neat. killer tune. Yeah, it's man. a
1: killer tune. And we did all that live. It's all live. Recorded live. Completely live. Me and Ray Luzier. Oh, in wow. It's now in corn. Yeah. yeah. So it was just me and Ray and Dave. And because I play bass, but it's credited Bourbon Bob. Yeah, so. so uh, There's the
0: mystery, guys. You yeah. wonder who Bourbon Bob is. Yeah, yeah, it's me.
1: But um, yeah, so we just. <laughs> great story. Um, I was playing with Halford at the same time, but Dave didn't want me. After my Halford rehearsals, because we were going to go to Europe w- with Halford and we would rehearse. I remember so the band too. Yeah. yeah. I remember we would rehearse at noon. So Dave was like, well, I don't want you tired after rehearsing with Rob. So why don't you, we're going to start at 6am. And I was like, 6am <laughs> to, play, to play this music live <laughs> with my hero, you know, Dave. It's like, so... I remember driving i can see myself driving on the freeway and the sun was coming up it was still dark and you know because you got to get there early and set up and all that stuff and i didn't have texts or anything i just did it all myself i remember driving the sun going up and i was like here we go this is something i'm gonna remember (laughs) and we did the whole record like in a couple days
0: how did you hook up with roth in the first place
1: that's such a weird like inspirational like movie Disney movie type of story I was sitting on my dumb friend's couch and I remember looking at his books and it's uh, crazy from the heat you know I was yeah. looking at his books and I remember going I wonder what Dave's doing I wonder what Dave Dave Lee Ross is doing and I just like was doing nothing and I called the number on the back of crazy from the heat book there was like a, a little phone number or like a management or whatever it's kidding is. me no yeah so and I like you know just, hello whatever productions and stuff like that and I said oh my name is blah 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 and i was wondering if you are listening to music at this time you know i would like to submit some songs to dave and they were like well you can send them and i was like i mean that's good enough for me and i knew van halen stuff is good as van halen did so i went and did my best Van Halen stuff and I did Slam Dunk and I did Little Texas and I did uh, relentless and all this stuff that's a good tune too yeah and and you know of course all with no vocals it was just the music and and they were I got a call back and I couldn't believe it and it was like I think this this was before cell phones and uh, and sure enough I got a phone call and they were like oh can you send three more songs and I didn't have any money I had like zero money and so I just pulled every favor and I recorded three more songs. Now, recording music back then was different. It's not like you could do it at home. Now, today, you, more know, expensive. you, to like you had to go into a studio yeah. and, and do it all up. And sure enough, you know, I got three more songs and they were like, okay, uh, we like these. Can you do more? And I was like, I, I, I can't. And you know who I was talking to was Ed Anderson. Remember Ed Anderson? It was this Van Halen security guard back in the day. (laughs) So I was like, I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson. I I I just don't have the money. He goes, all right, we'll just come up to Dave's house. He wants to meet you. And I was like, oh, my God, really? (laughs) And they gave me the address. And I remember right when I got off the phone, I drove to the house so I knew how to get there so I wouldn't be late.
0: Oh, you went there. there's a trial run. I trial run.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, here's the house. And this is where they did the pretty woman video. And this is where they did all these no I, there's photo shoots, And this is where they rehearsed when they were a kid. And this is where Dave smoked pot, you know, with his, you know, friends. And so I got there and I remember ringing the bell ding dong. And he goes, Hello. And it was Dave's voice, you know, in the intercom. And I was like, "Uh, hello, my name is John Lowry. I'm here to see Dave. And he goes, come on in. And I remember he comes walking out. I'm standing up for everybody in radio land. (laughs) He's got overalls on, his hair's all long, And he goes, John, good to meet you. Love these songs. Great stuff. Great stuff. We're going to go into the studio and we're going to record it just like Van Halen did. We're going to do it live and it's going to be great. Are you in? And I was like, "Sure. <laughs> and I was like, "I couldn't believe it. And it just all happened that fast, you know, Wow. yeah. did you guys ever tour on that record? No, I joined Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. we were going to. and uh, I got the I got the call to like join Manson, but I remember Dave going, uh, 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 say John, why don't you come on over and uh, we're going to practice some stage moves. And I was like, what do you mean stage moves? He's like, you know what I mean? Like when you bend over, like, you know, and I'll do a flip over you. You know, like I did with Mike Anthony, you know, I would just do a somersault over him, stuff like that. So be here at three, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was great.
0: That's so, actually a pretty good yeah. broth without right. you're not trying. It's just the good cadence. Yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> was it hard for you to, to let go of that? I mean, obviously if you had no money, it was, it was,
1: yeah. but he, um, you know i've always been you know super close with dave still mm. and uh it, you know i talked to him and we did another record that's i heard about yeah, that. yeah and it's so good i think maybe i can even play some after we get off the uh off the air here i think i might have it on my Does it phone. Have a name it's got a cool name uh well it there's some songs but it's somewhere over the rainbow bar and grill that's is right one of that's them. Yeah, somewhere over yeah. the rainbow bar and grill And all these songs are like that. And dude, he's, oh my God, dude, his voice was so great. I'm telling you, Chris, it was unbelievable, this guy's voice. And he did all these like overdubs and we just had such (laughs) a great time in the studio. I I don't know how much time we have, but I'll try to like, you know, I'll just try to go through this But we're in the studio and I'm playing and he goes, uh, say, John, you chewing gum? And I was like, oh, yeah, I am chewing gum. And he goes, get rid of it. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. He could hear you chewing. And then he'll, like, tell me, like, more elbow. And I'm like, what does more elbow mean? And I was like, okay. So I was just moving my elbow more. <laughs> I didn't know what he meant. What's more elbow mean? <laughs> um, so there was this, we finished up, and I did all these overdubs. When you hear it, you'll understand and there's so many guitar parts there's so many things going on and um I was going on tour with Rob and he goes he goes great job John really phenomenal this is great stuff great stuff when you're gone we're going to get uh we're going to get uh, uh Greg Peterson Greg Bissonette. yeah we'll get Peterson in here and we're going to get uh you know all these guys and we're going to do drums and everything's going to be great and I remember I remember the engineer going, Well, Dave, that's going to be kind of difficult because we didn't do it to a click. You didn't want it to a click. You know, there's no click, so it's going to be very difficult. And Dave's face was like, What do you mean? You know, because Van Halen never did it with a click. They were just always lying and stuff. And he goes, And I'll never forget this, dude. And I was leaving like in the next day, a few hours, I had to go home and pack. And he goes, John, John, listen, we're friends, you gotta do me a favor. You gotta do me a favor. You gotta redo the record. I'm like, but it's like three in the afternoon and you know, (laughs) I leave tomorrow at like noon. And he's like, I'm asking you for a favor. And this is our hero, right? you know, asking for this favor. And I call my wife and I go, it's like the Beth lyric, (laughs) you know, I can't come home. Yeah. Yeah. The boys are playing. (laughs) So I did it. I did one day, whole record in one day with overdubs and everything. What I'll play you, you know, you'll hear it It was all done in one day over like 24, how many, 16 hours, how many tracks? How many songs? 12, 11. How did you do that? It was, I knew the stuff really well. And if you've, look at my instagram i always play to click it's mm-hmm. like what i do i just always play to a metronome and i just i just did it i did it and it was one of my proudest moments that's what i'm in like a disney movie it's like you know you did it you high five yeah, it yeah. was like walking out of the studio and the sun's coming up and it was awesome and I also played bass right after too wow yeah so what's gonna to happen to that record I don't know cuz it's been a couple of years yeah that's it's been, been around, a few right? years yeah. and uh I don't know it's it's up to him because you know it's it he put a lot of money into it so i don't i don't know what's going to happen because i should call him you see. should because maybe we to, should call him right now <laughs>
0: let's do it i've been trying to get him on my show for years yeah
1: because <laughs> i don't think he's doing anything with van halen anymore so you know i don't know could be the time to put it out I, d- I don't know if he is or if he's not you know the lost roth album oh it's so good i'll play it there's um oh, there's this one song called nothing could have stopped us now and it's so good, it's about I think it's about Van Halen kind of like damn good mm. you know, so is that I'll, about
0: Van Halen damn good
1: yeah really, yeah, I didn't know that, yeah, so uh really great stuff that's cool, cool man, man. Yeah. quickly, I just want to
0: inject you you mentioned that uh, Instagram and you said that you said it, it earlier you said, have you ever seen my other
1: Instagram and, and you mentioned what it was yeah, called knights and Satan service and I just started following that I had yeah. no idea that it was your <laughs> Instagram was so in like January 1st, I because I planned this for a long time because I have all this Kiss merchandise and I and I was talking to Gene and I said, Gene, wouldn't it be great? Like, because he loves the Beatles, and I said, Gene, wouldn't it be great? All that Beatles merchandise, wouldn't that be awesome if you could look at it and it tells a little story and where it came from, when it came out, and why it came out, and blah blah blah? And he was like, Yes, it would. So that kind of like inspired me just to go, I'm gonna put out starting january 1st brand new year and i'm going to put something up every day but i'm going to keep it in very in order start with t-shirts and do all t-shirts and then jackets so i'm almost every day
0: so every you day. have <clears throat> enough stuff
1: yeah it's ridiculous you like an avid collector for your whole life yeah it's ridiculous like just the, but all like really great merchandise like because they were massive in Australia in like 1980 I mean they right were the amassed, like yeah huge massive massive they had like a hundred thousand people outside their hotel and I mean they were so big so there was a lot of merchandise at that time too you know so you kind of when you're touring around try and find different pieces yeah. and different things it's a great hobby I'm telling you it's such a wonderful hobby because I play guitar so much right but it's such a wonderful hobby when you're traveling, when you're driving, when you're on a plane, when you're like... Waiting to go on or something like that. It's so wonderful. So you're on online looking for stuff. Yeah, it's and it's great, and you meet great people, and it's just so much. What's fun. the like? What's the coolest piece of memorabilia that you have? Um, well, because you know, any you know, people, I can say, oh, like Peter painted a picture of me and him and stuff. But I like merchandise you could get, but it was so rare. I guess there would. I have this Kiss ruler that came from the coin offices for promotion of Love Gun. And, you know, it went out to very few. Places like As just a promotional gift But things like that wow. You know That are just so Like You would never even know That existed People would pay like Two grand for that thing You yeah. know It's just so much fun There's a, a guy on a, a I listen to a lot of Kiss podcasts uh-huh. Have you heard Three Sides of the Coin Of course that Mark Cicchini Yeah 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 He's, he's a got a great one yeah.
0: He's a collector Like oh yeah. he's, a,
1: he's from Detroit as well That's right You've yeah. probably seen His collection Now yeah. there's a guy I don't know, even know If I should mention him But his name is Joe Marshall And he's in Detroit Because Kiss was so big In Detroit In Detroit yeah this guy has got everything now when I mean he's got everything he's got everything he's got all the live uh, outfits he's got all the yeah the fat, outfits, phantom robes and he's got like the dynasty outfits he's got the everything I mean he's got everything oh my gosh yeah like how do you get that stuff I don't know it's it's he's he's that guy but he's been collecting since like 1983 or something like that yeah. but it's it's pretty incredible it's pretty incredible
0: <laughs> so I, I tried to buy um Paul's uh, uh, guitar that he played on that Animalized gig we were talking about. It's like the um, leopard one. It's a, the leopard one. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah, it BC got, Rich. It yeah. got repainted for the Asylum tour. Yeah. And then he sold it, or it was at an auction or something. But I was like, ah, even if it was repainted, he still had. I wanted the one with the, sure. the leopard print yeah. on it. Yeah, like know? in that poster. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's, uh, talking about playing with Rob and, and all the stuff you've done, you, you guys have written so many records together. Yeah. Um, how is it, for, you, know, you mentioned you sent in all the music to Roth. When you're doing something with rob are you guys sitting down jamming stuff out or is it the same concept
1: it's you know it's the same thing like me and rob will sit down we'll create music and he'll go and put lyrics to it but we have a new record that we just finished and i don't know when We've the... been talking big about this one yeah yeah so what we did is he came up with lyric and melody first with like a drum beat and like a little simple simple music and then i came in and did the stuff to it and it's so good dude it's so good it's such a great rate way, way to write because it was like such an open slate for him you know just to go oh man i love writing to drum beats because he loves drums and he comes up with the, all these great hooks and it's so good i'm like God damn, it only took us 13 years to figure it out, you know. <laughs> you ever wonder
0: sometimes what the hell he's talking about in some of those lyrics and titles? Oh, I have no idea. Can you do you know what the name of your last record
1: was? No. <laughs> it's like rat. Uh, I always say like venomous rat. Yeah. You know or but there's a whole big satanic tag orgy. It. oh it's it's more difficult to learn the album title than it is to the music, song. you know. Yeah. So, it's um it's really crazy 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 but we'll be on stage and we'll be rocking out and he'll get like mixed up or something and he goes you know and I'll mouth like you know the lyric or something sometimes if it's something really easy and then he'll be like, looking at me and I'll, because the lyrics are so crazy. And I'll be like, I have no idea yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> I'd always
0: heard that, that great. like, uh, like Van Halen, like Eddie never knew any of the lyrics that no. Roth was singing. He didn't
1: care. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Roth knows what he's talking about. It's probably the same situation. Same thing. Like we did a live record and he's actually laughing because like I'm trying to mouth, I think I'm trying to mouth him the words or something, and you can hear him laughing on the album. He just kept it on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you guys, it's funny because when we tour and you do the festival circuit, and there's a a, a small pool of bands Uh that are the headliners, and it's always a zombie, is, is always one of the ones when you
1: guys are out touring. Does it still amaze you that, you,
0: that you're at that level after all these years? Yeah,
1: it yeah. really does. And man, I, I'm just, I'm so thankful because even if like we don't feel well or if it's freezing or if it's cold out and if we've done, you know, multiples in a row, I'm always like, I am so thankful to be doing this and that people are here and are loving it. So I never ever not once have ever taken it for granted Mm -hmm. i broke my foot on stage Mm. and i was (laughs) you know i don't know if anything's well of course because what you do if when something really horrible happens to you you let out this horrible (laughs) gut-wrenching scream Uh. Uh, yeah and that's (laughs) what happened to me on stage and i just I didn't stop the show. I just got up with a broken foot. and just kept playing. What know? did you? How did you break it? I got off. Uh, we have these like risers, these ego risers, and the lights went down and I just stepped wrong and that was it. Broke That's it. My yeah. Foot, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It's amazing too because you have so much stuff going on on stage. Oh my God. How, how much production rehearsal do you have to do to make sure you don't get stepped on by a giant robot or whatever? Yeah.
1: There's usually only, surprisingly, only a day, but there's been so many times where it, like... I forgot about fire or something. I'm like, oh, my God, if I just because we run around a lot, if I was like in that spot, I'd be like barbecue, you know, but uh, and poor James Hepfield. I always think of that. Sure. Terrible. that Poor guy.
0: That's happened to me before. Not obviously getting James for lack of a better term, but pyro. And I would go and there'd be a little last flash or like something would go off right in front of me that wasn't supposed to and that's scary. where the problem is it's not it's not like don't stand here because there's one to the left yeah but then something sparks and it might just be a little one but that little plume of flame coming up it's like yeah we're at the mercy of the gods that's for this right. stuff you that's know that's
1: right it's 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 frightening <laughs> have you ever had any issues at all with any of the props on stage no <laughs> no i only just like uh nothing really bad except for when i broke my foot yeah. and i like Poop my pants a couple times on stage but how did that happen i was just sitting sick i guess <laughs> yeah. but you know when you like fart and you're not sure yes. if like it's gonna be the you classic know, definition of a shart yeah. and and it just was terrible and i was like oh no because i was i remember now yeah i was sick and it was just and i remember going over to rob <laughs> and he was like what's wrong because i had like that face on yeah. and i said don't go over in this area because there's you know there's poo all over the place it actually landed on the stage yeah because it went down my leg were you it wearing like, like a, water uh, were you wearing like a kilt or something or, I, or just ran down your, your jeans yeah it went down like because I wear like this uh, I used to wear this like uh, it's like Kind of cut off dickies or something like that yeah. and it was just a mess it was a damn mess and <laughs> there's nothing more humbling than when you poop your pants yeah you know that's I mean? right it's like ah <laughs> uh, yeah so you know but knock on wood nothing really bad has happened mm-hmm. you know let's talk about the stage costumes because you guys have such a great
0: look yeah. is that something that you all plan together or you just is it kind of like a halloween party where you're like um, wait to see what
1: i got for this tour yeah it, i run it by rob of course what mm. i'm going to do and uh some you know sometimes they'll go oh no no no!" but some most of the times he's like oh yeah that's really cool what's something that he didn't want you to wear oh boy let me think um i don't remember i think there was one time where i was going to play which i do in my instrumental thing but i was going to play for my solo i was going to do guitar banjo and mandolin and he just thought, eh, I think it's a little, you know, I don't know. It's like the Slayer crowd's going to go for that. Right. <laughs> but meanwhile, the Slayer crowd probably would really appreciate that. Yeah, but yeah. we were better safe than sorry.
0: I got you on that. Yeah, series. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That thing. You know, yeah, because it, it's interesting because when, when you think about um, – you know the basic. And we're talking a lot about Kiss, but this all fits the basic concept of what Kiss is. And Jean's ruled to me that I still do this days. Always look like a star. Yeah. You know, you show up to a great <laughs> costume and jacket, and on stage you look like something.
1: Yeah. But that's important. It's entertainment. It really is. It's entertainment. People pay a lot of money, and they want to be entertained, and they—that's what's important. You know, everything is important, and. I remember I met Nancy Wilson when I was like 10 years old. It was like the very first famous person I met. And it was like 1980. And she outside of a gig or something? or She was doing an autograph session at a guitar store. Oh, cool. And she just looked like an angel. Oh, I was like, oh my God, this woman, she looks so cool. And I always thought, oh man, you got to look really cool you know when you do you know when you go out or you go on stage and i always thought that i thought always thought it was so important it is important even we had a,
0: a signing a couple days ago when we were in i can't remember phoenix mm. and you know it ran a little bit behind we we're supposed to leave at noon and and, and i said well i, I can't leave, can't leave till like quarter after and one of the guys like dude that's not cool everyone's to like, dude I gotta do what Gene told me. got to look like a star. My hair's not yeah. dry yet. <laughs> I, can't just go. I can't put on a baseball hat. Yeah. that's not what, a, what people they're want to see from line. Chris Jericho. You yeah, know? They wait,
1: they're waiting in line. they're waiting in line because those there's a, a young kid that will remember that his whole life. Yeah, exactly. He'll remember that moment for his whole life, and he's been waiting there, you know. And it's it's important. It's it really important is. Yeah, when yeah. When you yeah. do a meet and greet, you got it. Like, can't go out there like dragging your feet. You gotta like, you know. Yes. And because we've all had those experiences.
0: Yeah. It's another, the Dio told me, he said, uh, I saw him, um, we played the wheel turn and he was there with Motorhead. Signing autographs for all these people at the back of the room, uh, back where the garage was. And I said, do you do that every night? He goes, listen, he goes, goes, always give people their moment. He said, you won't remember it. But they'll never forget they'll it. They'll never forget.
1: What a it. great little bit of advice, you know. Now, did you ever meet anyone early on that were that wasn't as nice as you wanted them to be? Um,
0: there's been a couple over the years, like, but but I understand that now that I'm I am, you know want to go have some fame. Yeah. You know, maybe it was the wrong situation. I remember I met Kirk Hammett uh-huh. in 94, this place called Magru- Magrubers or Magruder's. Okay. It was the big rock club in Atlanta. All the okay. guys will know it. And How I... How old were you? I was 23. Mm. And once again, one of the first brushes with greatness that I ever okay. had. And um, uh, he, he was there and he, when he had dreadlocks for some reason. Yeah. And I had a broken arm and I had a cast and I asked him to sign my cast. They just kind of basically bothered him when he was drinking or whatever and he goes and I, I'm not sure why he said this and I could be wrong but I said can you sign my cast he said only if I can use your boner as a speed bump <laughs> and I was I'm not sure what that meant uh, but he did end up signing it but it was just kind of like it's kind of a dicky thing to say but it was kind of funny too right but then you realize now maybe I you know some fans come up to you like if we were talking in a restaurant and someone just came out hey I hate to bother you John but I would never do that to somebody, just interrupt a conversation. I would wait until yeah. there's a law, excuse me, sir, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah, yeah.
1: common manners, you know? Yeah, right, right. How about for you? I had a great one. Uh, I had a couple cause I used to love when I was a kid, I would love to like drive to downtown Detroit and wait for my heroes. You see know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I went, I guess, I don't know how old I was. I, it was probably for that Lick It Up tour so what was that 84 83 84 83 was looking yeah. up yeah so I was um I was there and I was like waiting for Gene and waiting for the guys actually and I remember I had my kiss the originals the the little booklet that and I brought that and I was like okay okay you know I was waiting there all day and here comes Gene, walks in there and walks to the elevator and I'm this little kid and I was like I've been waiting here all day I don't care I'm getting in the elevator So I get in the elevator, and he was standing like this. uh, Folks listening, I'm crossing my arms. So he was like crossing his arms. He was like just looking ahead. And I'm like this little kid, you know? Handsome little kid, though. Of course, yeah. Handsome, definitely. So I was like, Mr. Simmons, uh, would you mind signing this? And he he wouldn't answer me. And he was just sitting there with his arms crossed. (laughs) Wouldn't answer me. Wouldn't answer me. And we just was, because, you know, I probably got in the elevator and made him mad, you know, and he was, I remember with somebody wouldn't answer me, wouldn't answer me. And I just sat there and I remember it was the longest (laughs) elevator ride ever, ever. (laughs) Now this is the best part. And I can't believe I said this, you know, when you say something, you're in bed and you're like, Oh God, you know, I still do that today of, of this situation. So the elevator opens and he goes, do you, "Do you want me to sign that for you, young man?" And I go, "No, it's okay." Because I was like kind of bummed out, yeah. you know. <laughs> he was probably just waiting
0: till the door opened so that he could make the quick exit. He didn't have to make small talk. I don't think so. Yeah, you know,
1: he wouldn't even look at me and just was like. So, what, what
0: made him change his mind right at the end? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Did you ever tell him that story? I. I don't know if I did, I I'll, you know, email him on the way home, but then there was <laughs> the Helford one. And I told Halford, this one, I was out in the rain. I was like, here they come. And Rob walked by me. It was like defenders of the faith tour or something. And I was like, "Rob, will you sign this?" And I was the only person out there in the rain. Nobody else. He walked right by me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I always give him a hard time about that. But that one.
0: I uh, we we used to the bands used to stay at the Westin in Winnipeg, and mm-hmm. we had new someone that worked there. So we found out what room what. Uh, floor iron maiden was on summer in time tour, Mm -hmm. and i knocked on every door and Uh finally adrian smith opened with a towel around his head and a towel he's just literally gotten out of the shower yeah can i take a picture with you (laughs)
1: he's like i just
0: got i remember i remember the voice i just got out of the shower mate and then as he closed the door i said should i wait yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i told him that years later when i met him and he's like oh i'm sorry man i'm like dumb little kid like obviously can i take a picture buddy you my know?
1: my our tour manager is name's sully yeah i know him yeah you know sully's hilarious yeah. dude hilarious nine inch nails marilyn manson motley crew he gets all the tough gigs because he can wrangle people gotcha we were doing this show with iron maiden and he is an Iron Maiden nut. I zombie mean, and Maiden or Manson and me? Ah, zombie. Okay, he's a nut. A z- Iron Maiden nut. He just loves everything. So we're walking to the hotel in Australia, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, there's Adrian Smith," and he's freaking out. And I, you know, we have a little small talk, and Solly's just freaking out. And this is the first time he's met him. He goes, "Oh, you know, I, I, I'm such a big fan. I, I I love your stuff so much." And he was like stuttering. He goes, "And he goes, Dave, do you mind if I have a picture?" And he goes, "I'm Adrian." And he goes, "I know. I'm just so nervous." And he like for the rest of the tour, dude. He like
0: died that's one of the scenes in bed i called him dave oh. yeah yeah dude he died. he died it was so great <laughs> you mentioned something that was interesting when you said that he gets all the tough tours uh, wrangles the guys was, was it was manson hard uh, not hard to deal with but was he uh, a character to play for was it a, a, a yeah i mean it
1: was it was the time where it was just new year's eve every night every single night was just like Oh my god. Oh my god. What is this really happening? Yeah, is yeah. this like is this is this okay, <laughs> you know? But um I remember we had this guy on tour with us. His name was Lady Butt because he had like a woman's butt. Lady Butt? Yeah. <laughs> But because he had this yeah, yeah, like yeah. lady butt, and we just got these, and we all got cell phones at the same time. We all all of our cell phone numbers are one diff, one number different because oh. we all got them at the same time. We we're like, hey, can you hear me? And um, I remember we got a video camera. We were gonna lady butt was gonna document the tour. <laughs> lady butt, it's <laughs> a great name. So, oh, you know, I'm new in the band, and everybody's. Everybody, the party was always in my room because I was the new guy, and they right. didn't want people. Leave in their you room.
0: with the damages
1: they and leave the, the room yeah. and come back right. whenever they felt. I remember there were all these girls in the room, and this girl like goes, "Oh, I have to pee," and there was someone in the bathroom, and Lady Butt says, "Oh, use the trash can. I want to videotape it. You know, for like craziness." Mm-hmm. She goes, "Okay," and she pulls her pants down. She's got a dong, like a penis. What? Yeah, and she's the whole place. It's this is on video. The whole place screams, "Ah," you know, like it's like excitement and clapping and stuff. And it's on. If you go on YouTube, it's called Marilyn Manson Death Parade, and it's this little documentary. And you'll see that scene in your room in my room and then i remember this girl smoked a cigarette with her vagina and like just you know it like and it was all the f- it was that was just the first night and it was so crazy it was it was so insane it was such a cr- every night was the most insane stuff you could ever imagine.
0: Is this like a, like a situation where Mick Taylor, he said he quit the stones because if he didn't, he would have died? Because he said there was so much
1: heroin and cocaine. He said, if I don't leave, I'm gonna die because I'm doing way too much shit. Well, luckily I didn't, I've never had a drink. I've never had a drug oh, or anything. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. never had anything. So I was seeing all this going, oh, this isn't Yeah, right. weird, right? I remember the, the bus, I would have to get on the bus and then you go through the curtain And I had to walk on like the little chair because there was anybody that came on the bus had to be naked. They it was just how you got on the bus. Really? There was so many people. It was like this. People were like this. So I had to to walk on against the wall like this just to get to my bunk. It was all the time. Wow! All the time. Did you leave Manson to go to, to Zombie? I was. Well, there's like a debate, but I was fired. Okay, gotcha. I, was, I was fired because you
0: were sober. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> You're no you know. fun. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It was probably true, but um, he just said, "Oh, I wanted to, you know, write with some other people, mm-hmm. but you know, which is fine. Yeah. It's no big deal." And um, but then after that, yeah, I just uh, I put out my first instrumental record, and I joined Zombies. So mm-hmm. it's been 13 years.
0: As we wind down, you mentioned your solo record, and we were just—Dan, I was going to tell you this. Um, Where we was the first night of the tour? You can't remember? It might as well have been a year ago. But it was just a week. Oh, Houston! Mm. And our poster was right next to yours. Is it? Oh, the that's great. Bar. Yeah. So you're obviously getting ready to go on a tour, yeah, uh, just on your own.
1: Yeah, I've been—I've been putting out records for a long time, but it's the first time I toured because I didn't think anybody would really care. Oh, us. really? This is your first solo tour? Well, it's the third okay. year, but I've been putting them out since like 2004. The yeah. records. But it's been, and I can't believe it because it's kind of like an Alice Cooper instrumental show. It's a big production. Your your show, yeah. So you got a lot of yeah props and yeah production. a lot of weird stuff. But we'll do like the, all these crazy instrumental songs, but then we'll do like bluegrass and western swing and all these different kinds of music. So it's really interesting, and uh, people love it. They come out in droves. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I can't believe it. You know that. People love it so much. So well,
0: you're you're a legit you know guitar hero. Yeah, man. kind of a big <laughs> it's, deal. It's fun, people. you know. People who, who really enjoy play it? with
1: what kind of a bandy half. Uh, I just have a three piece, and but the only thing I hope they're not listening. They're so good, and the because the music is very very difficult because you have to know all these styles of music, but. It's that's the only drag because if one guy like decides to leave, it's going to be impossible to find another. Oh, you mean person. if
0: somebody goes and doesn't want to be in the band anymore? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: so hard to replace somebody. You know. Sure. Because it's like it's like oh learn this song and they're like i can't play that you're right really nuts it's hard to be in a three-piece as it is yeah because everybody's got to be great you yeah think of they all have, the have great to be great, great all time. Time. Right. so all of a sudden your cha- your people just diminish to like a two percent three percent you know that's interesting it's t-
0: it's, it's funny it's Alex Skol- Skolnick told me the same thing because mm-hmm. he has his uh like a jazz
1: trio. yeah Alex Skolnick trio trio yeah and one of the guys I bet you that, there's three people I'm no detective but I think that's the that three would tell piece. me there's three of them yeah. yeah
0: but at one point somebody left I think a drummer or something and he was like, "Yeah, it's kind of hard to break in somebody new for yeah. you know we got two weeks till
1: the tour here you go guys you know oh my god yeah it's it's uh but yeah I've, I found uh our bass player at MI you know I was like just give me the 10 best musicians you have in here. At at the Music Institute? Yeah. Oh, wow. Here in LA. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) this one guy came out and he's like really tall and skinny and super young. And he was so great. I was like, this is going to be great. The first guy is amazing. And the other nine guys. Nothing. And I was like, well, will you do it? And he's like, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> so I had no other choice, you know, but I didn't want yeah, him to know yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. going to hold you up for cash. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great
0: Roth story that Billy Sheehan told me that um, when, uh, when when Roth was putting together the Eat him and Smile band, he left it up to Billy to put together the band. And mm. obviously Vi was involved, so they auditioned drummers. And he said, like, there were so many drummers coming through. Like, it was like, you know every drummer in LA and so they got down to like if anybody like if they're all, they're all great if anybody yeah. complains about anything they're gone yeah so, man the traffic was bad today bye what did I say oh, the weather sucks they bye. what did I do yeah so they went through the whole chain and they came up with the drummer they wanted was um the chick that was in Vixen Roxy Petrucci okay and they said like this is great like Roxy Petrucci woman and Ross like no no girls in the David Lee Roth band. <laughs> what else you got? We got this
1: Greg that guy. Perfect. Oh, no
0: women allowed in the so Roth band. Great. It's yeah. so great. and
1: what a great band! I was at the, um, at that uh, lucky Lucky Strike. Strike. I just it, talked to to uh, Michael Starr about this because he was there to sing. Now but, I have a, I know we're wrapping it up. I have a great story. So they Lucky Strike has been asking me to come and do like my instrumental thing. Come and do like you know three songs. Oh, I can't or busy or I'm not in town. They've been asking me forever. Because they, the, the, they had the jam night every Monday or whatever it was where yeah. all the dudes in town would come and just play. And So I said I'll come. I, and I remember I think it was on Wednesday or something. I was like yeah, I'll always come. Wednesday, yeah. I'll be there. Everybody's like great. This is going to be awesome. And I'm like there and I was like man there's a lot of people here. And I remember seeing a friend here and they're like I think David Lee Ross here. And I'm like Dave's not here (laughs) trust me he's not here you can't even have him get to you know to the store yeah and he's like mr. Magoo he's like the worst driver so Dave's not here and like I'm like wait a minute Billy Sheehan's here and I'm like they're like yeah I think they're gonna like do this eat him and smile reunion I'm like no they're not Dave's at home Mm -hmm. I, I can like call him right now he's at home so I get up there and play and everybody's in the crowd, Marilla. every like celebrity you can imagine. And I play my set and the place goes nuts. It's like on YouTube and place goes absolutely nuts. And I was like, this worked out great. And I said, babe, let's go to the bathroom. And I took my wife and there's Dave. And I was like, oh my God, this <sighs> is happening. Wow. And he goes, John, oh my God. Cause the backstage was like in this other building. Yeah, because the normal backstage is very small. Yeah. The, yeah, that's yeah. behind the stage. Yeah. So he was like, John, I was like, Dave. It was like we were like, oh my God. And he was like l- looking at his lyrics and all this stuff and all, and I said, Dave, whatever you do, just don't sing it in Portuguese.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um so yeah, they then the fire marshal. Broke it down, and I remember Steve. I was back there with his guitar, and I'm dying. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is going to be the greatest thing!" That's the gig seen. everybody wants this to is, see. This is the thing. And Steve's like, uh, and the fire marshal's calling it, calling it, everybody, and the three guys, like Greg and uh, Billy. Billy and you know Steve, they're all back there and they're ready to go. On. And Steve like started making noise. The place is going crazy, and they shut it down. That. So frickin it was a great gig for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're the headliner <laughs> that night. Yeah. That uh fire marshal needs to get a little bit of
0: a, of a butt smacking. Dude, that was rock been. and roll. His- he did, he, 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 he did uh, disrupted rock and roll history. Wow. I know. Cause Ralph was there. Cause I think he was going to sing a couple songs and then Roth was going to come out or Roth was going to do all of them, but they brought Ralph in to let Roth know that we're doing this either way. Yeah. And that's, I think, why Dave was there, like you said. I'm not going to let him sing the songs. I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, man. You, <laughs> Which he's great, too. You know, he's well, yeah, amazing. He's yeah, yeah. incredible. I said to him, they should do, if if the Van Halens are done with Roth, they don't want Sammy, they should do what Queen did. Queen plus Adam Lambert. They yeah, should do yeah. Van Halen plus Michael Starr. It'd be great. They could do yeah. both eras. They could do Sammy and Dave. They'll do know. something, I bet. They have to. Yeah. I heard they rehearse every day, the three of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't really know, but I, I sure hope so. Yeah, me too. And I hope they do an them in Smile reunion. Yeah, me like, too. Like, I thought that. That would be the starter and here's the announcement of the tour but yeah and Dave's very productive man he is not the guy that you call him and go what are you doing today nothing right he's not <laughs> he's doing a zillion things he's mm. busy I remember he was in Japan for a while and he was like hey listen you want to come to Japan and write some songs and I was like no <laughs> I'm not flying to Japan I'm well, like, he's gone total go- immersed in Japanese
0: culture he's got all the tattoos yeah. now and all that dude, sort of stuff rad. I know dude did you
1: see him with the Foo Fighters when he came out with the yeah. Yes. Writers. He Dude, shaved his head. Shaved his head and he was all tattooed. I was like, he looks so f- yeah. badass. I know. Like I said, he, he. Can I swear on this?
0: Of course. Uh-oh. I think we have been the whole time, I'm not sure. I know. Um, Are we on the air yet? Oh, no, we started? I'm just <laughs> Wait, minute, I forgot to press the cord. Shit. Um, he, like, like, that's what I've been trying to have on my show because he's now, like, learned so much about the history of wrestling from Mm. Japan, because it started in Japan, basically. So he knows all about Ricky Doza and all these Japanese things. And then, plus, I want to ask him, about sonrisa Salvaje because that's how I learned how to speak Spanish when I lived in Mexico is I bought it there and just learned it so I knew uh, oh, Tomito that means yeah. shy boy <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah 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 you know, yeah, yeah. uh, you know sonrisa Salvaje but, but just the concept of why I did that in the first place was very strange <laughs> you know last couple questions for you Um, first of all who's your favorite guitar player that's not the
1: typical Page, just Steve Vai Eddie Van Halen um, I would say well there's uh, Jerry Reed now you'll know Jerry Reed because he plays played um, in Smoky and the Bandit. He was, um, yeah. you know, and he's been in every, he was in Waterboy. you dude, stupid. Remember, you know, like he, he was the coach in Waterboy, but he's a phenomenal guitar player. Interesting. Unbelievable. Roy Clark, Jed Atkins. I love those chicken pickers. I love all those guys. Yeah. Don't you have a song called Chicken Pickin or something like that? I should. Yeah, you should. I should. I have a, I have a song called Hell Hawn. It's all that. Hell Hawn. That's great. You know, cause of he haw, you know, I get it. But it's, <laughs> um, we did a video for it And it's like this play on Hee Haw And we did all these Like weird campy jokes Like Why'd the guitar teacher Go to jail Because he fingered a minor
0: muso humor
1: <laughs> so you know like because it's a muso thing you yeah know? yeah so just stuff like that it's a great video
0: yeah it's great cool. fun stuff. and what's your favorite guitar solo that you've ever played
1: ah uh, let's see ah that's a really great question um i would say i do this song uh, i you know what it i i might it might be hell ha it's great or mm. behind the nut love and i do the whole song behind the nut of the guitar. oh wow yeah
0: that's cool it's it's really i've never neat. heard of that before yeah
1: yeah it's cool. Check it out. And f- and there's one called Noche Acosador that's like this flamenco type one I do. It's really cool.
0: And then there's the killer riff from uh, Slam Dunk, man. Yeah. That is a great dunk. riff. Yeah. If you, you guys haven't heard it, go check it out. But, dude, what a great, uh, great yeah, time. Yeah, it was fun. we make this work. Yeah. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Have a great show. I will. And you, too. You're doing the whiskey coming up, too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, invite me and I'll come do uh, right. Eat Him a Smile with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. thanks to John 5. He's on the road with Rob Zombie this summer. The Twins of Evil Tour, Zombie and Manson hits Virginia Beach tonight. You can buy tickets at robzombie.com and then John 5 and his band The Creatures are doing their own tour this fall. The Famous Monsters Tour starts October 31st, that's so propos. Uh, All the ticket and VIP package info is available at john-5.com That's john-5.com and all cabins are available at chrisjericocruise.com for Chris Jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea loaded with great rock and roll shows. Fozzie will be playing. Corey Taylor will be there from Slipknot and Stone Sour. He'll be playing Phil Campbell and the bastard Sun, straight from motorhead right onto the boat. King, the stir Dave Spivak project. Speewee. You heard him in his tunes right here on talk is Jericho. The darlings of rock and roll. The cherry bombs will be there. Shoot to thrill the world's best female ACDC cover band and blizzard of Ozzy, The world's best. Ozzy Osbourne Cover Band. Remember, if you book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com, you get to see all these concerts for free. All the live shows, live podcasts, comedy shows, meet and greets, wrestling matches, all included the price of the cabin. All this for free. Don't forget the Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club. The Bucks of Jericho, or is it Y2Jackson, versus Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, and Cody. It's the big rematch. Alpha versus Omega, uh, part two, on board the Jericho Cruise. Then, of course, Impact versus Ring of Honor. Sammy Callahan versus Marty Skrull, with more uh, uh, interpromotional matches to be announced. Live talk is Jericho with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Live Talk is Jericho, remembering Eddie Guerrero with Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. Live Talk is Jericho with the entire Bullet Club, Uh, Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, uh, Marty Skrull, Adam Page. Live Talk is Jericho with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, the greatest uh, commentary team in Raw history. Mick Foley's doing his 20 years of hell stand-up show. We got Killing the Town versus Keeping it 100, Podcast versus Podcast. And of course, the first round of the Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor tournament has been announced. Bracket A, Lethal vs. Whitmer, Daniels versus Delirious, Skrull versus Titus, Young versus Gordon, Bracket B, Mark Briscoe versus Ferrara, Paige vs. Kazarian, G Battle Guy vs. Beer City Bruiser, Jay Briscoe versus King, uh, Beyond the Darkness will be there, scaring the pants off you, Cole Cabana, Marty DeRosa, Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, that's uh, hilarious, actually the Unprofessional Wrestling Show, live comedy from Brad Williams, Craig Gass, Ron Funches, the Impractical Jokers, uh, so many others are going to be there come and make history with us at ChrisJerichoCruise.com there's still cabins available but they're going quickly and that's not uh, some kind of an exaggeration that's the real deal every morning I wake up and see how many cabins we've sold and it makes me very very happy so we'll see you there at ChrisJerichocruz.com. and speaking of happy coming up on Wednesday The Rock continues as we go deep into the pages of Rolling Stone magazine with senior editor Patrick Doyle who's sharing amazing stories about the Rolling Stones Bob Dylan Ed Sheeran Kid Rock Paul McCartney the Kings of Leon and so many huge musical icons that have graced the cover of the most famous rock and roll magazine in history and the cover of the Rolling Stone Rolling Stone, it's gonna be there on Wednesday, in the meantime and in between time, you guys have a great weekend until then, stay hard, stay hungry peace, love and hugs and a big yeah yeah, boy and go check out Nights on Satan's Service, Nights in Satan's Service uh, right now on Instagram to see all of John 5's killer uh, Kiss collection
1: and we'll see you next week